Good afternoon, Ant. How are you? Hello? Hello? John. Good afternoon, my friend. How is it going? Um, it's going. It's cool. it's pretty dang cold, and things are days moving along fast. But I I'm know. Ready, I'm I'm ready to go. You got a, a window here, right? Yeah, I got a few minutes. Um, so uh, you can come in, and uh, so we're doing the drill. Um, you're. Are you introducing, or am I introducing, and then you're praying, and then I'm reading the gospel, or how? Yeah, what did we do last time? I have no idea. What do you feel up to today? All right. So um, you can introduce. I can uh, pray, or I can introduce. You can pray. How about I'll I'll introduce. I'll introduce, and you pray, and I'll read the gospel. How about that? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Take a deep breath. You sound sound a little you sound a little scattered, John. Take a deep breath. I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm. Ready? Ready? All right. <sighs> In three, two, one. Well, good day, friends, and welcome to Catholic Village conversations oh we can do that the right way and call it the right name can't we <laughs> <laughs> village catholic conversations yes. okay um let's try that again <laughs> i don't know what you're up to but uh, okay all right Ready are you having start? a hard day or something no no day's really good we buried a wonderful woman today but she's in heaven with god and glory so we're all good with that so okay. anyway uh we're gonna start again in three two one well good day friends welcome back to village catholic conversations I'm Art Bammer Jr., Catholic speaker. I'm here with my good friend uh, in Jesus Christ, John Canuthia, Catholic speaker and presenter. How are you today, John? Doing, doing fantabulous. You know, I love the Lord and I love uh, when we get together to do this so that um, not only do we learn and encourage ourselves, and we also get a chance to add value in faith to our listeners. Awesome. Well, John, let's start to let's start our show off with prayer. Why don't you lead us today? Absolutely. We bow down and say and invite Jesus in our life today. Only Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you and we worship you this afternoon. Thank you for gathering us again. As we uh, share your word today, as we share our stories today, guide us. Send your Holy Spirit to, to help us and help our listeners. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Well, today, John, we continue in the Gospel of Mark. It seems to be a trend. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and we will be reading from Mark 4, uh, chapter 4, uh, 21 to 25. Jesus said to his disciples, Is a lamp brought in to be placed under a bushel basket or under a bed and not to be placed on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden except to be made visible. Nothing is secret except to come to light. Anyone who has ears ought to hear. He also told them, take care of what you hear. The measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. And still more will be given to you. To the one who has, more will be given. For the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. So this is one of those short little excerpts that has yep. a couple chunks, but they are powerful, powerful yeah. Yeah. things. So, John, why don't you start us off and, and tell us what, you know, what, what hits you when you when you hear these this word proclaimed? Uh, one thing I remember very well is um, I see myself in my grandfather's place. We, you know, I grew up without electricity. So we used to have these little uh, lamp stands, we, like containers that we used to use as the, the lighting in the house. And um, there are two places we used to place uh, the light. Uh, one was like in a small, in a, in a, in a a stool, you know, a taller stool, and you place the, the light there, and then you can see the whole um, the whole house, or the, the whatever the place was. And uh, every time, interestingly, is that my grandfather would always remind us that uh, this is how we should live our life. Like, you know, you, you are the light uh, in whatever you do, and uh, people are looking at that. You are shining something. You may not know it, but you are shining something. And uh, uh, even in my own house, uh, we would have the fire. We would, we would have a huge fire and uh, that we would use that fire as a light. And that's where my mind goes <laughs> when I see this reading. It reminds me of those fascinating times. Yeah, you know, uh, hanging out with, the, with my folks back home. And, um, and for those who don't know, I'm from Kenya, just to remind you. But here's the thing. Every little thing that we do, really, in faith, in good faith, isn't necessary for us. It's for the other person. It's to inspire. It's to shed a light. It's to say, my name is John, and I don't do things by myself. There is a God in my life. So that when other people witness that, they can say, hey, look. There's a light, and then we can inspire them to be the light, just like that light in my grandfather's house. That's where my mind goes, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's great. No, and and I, I whenever I think of this, I, it makes me think of um, I grew up camping. You know, my my, oh. my yes, my my family, um, my family didn't have a lot of money, so I don't think I even stayed in a hotel until I was like 16 or 17 years old. Um, but we, we stayed, we, we camped, we, we had, uh, tents. And then, uh, after a while, my dad went, bought one of those pop-up campers, you know, that the things where you pull mm. the ends out and you crank it up and, mm. um, uh, and then, um, you know, for about 10, 10 or 12 years, I was involved in, in scouting while my son was still in, while well, I was in school before he graduated high school. And I can tell you that without exception, especially when you arrive at camp in the dark, which seems to happen a lot. You know, because you're heading out on a white Friday evening or Friday after work, right? So yeah. by the time you get to camp, you're you're it's dark. The very very first thing that you do is you put up a light. Mm. Like you get a light out. No, you don't work in the dark. You know, you put a light up, and that light that light is while it certainly it, it illuminates what you're doing. It's pretty hard to set up a tent in the dark. Let me tell you. I've done it before, but it's not easy. Uh, but um, but it's more it's more even than just illuminating your work. There is a comfort. 
there, there is, there is a sense, I think humans find comfort in light. I think that's why we gather around the fire outside or a fireplace. There's a, there's a, mm. but, but I think one of the things that Jesus is trying to say, well, first he says he is the light of the world. So we're drawn yes. to that light, but the light mm. equals truth. And I really think in the physical manifestation of light, John, that, mm. that light, that lampstand or that light, you know, your kids, do your kids have a nightlight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Because, no, because just that little bit of light, right? Yeah. There's a, com- uh. there's a comfort there, but you don't hide that. So along with that, I think, you know, we, we don't want to hide the light that is our life be- behind something. Yeah. Right? So let me ask you this. Uh, when you went camping and you had this light, did you have, did you attract any other sort of insects or bats? Oh my heavens, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, yes, we, you, just everything, <laughs> you know, yes, yeah. yes. You're in there, uh, you know, with the, and you're trying to do stuff, and then all of a sudden, this moth comes running to your face, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, all that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because... Uh, I dealt with that a lot, especially when we would be sitting outside and uh, you just hang out on the fire or, or we have some light and we have all these insects come right. biting you and uh, uh, rotating around your face. Um, and so to that, for me, I think uh, there's some disturbance that comes with it. I mean, when you have a light, you attract different you know, types of people, different things come your way. It's now a matter of like, I think, scaling down to what is the truth. And I think you said it so well, the light, the truth. And obviously, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. I'm the truth. Um, so, t- t- you know, can you just respond well, John, to that? A John, you, you just, you, I'm just, I'm woke now. I am woke to a new idea. <laughs> that, I love it. Is that what, I'm so, I'm so lit. Let's just keep this going. Um, so, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. The high school the high school kids I work with would say, stop it, Mr. Bamber, stop it, just stop it. Um, so, no, 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 but what you just said really is implied in here, especially in the second part of this reading, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But, you know, when you, when you are a light, you do attract attention. Some of it's not good attention. Yep. And, and um you know jesus attracted a lot of attention some of it was not so good you know and and in in this current world we live in i think we were speaking to this a couple episodes ago about you know if you make some kind of a proclamation of your belief on social media that goes against the the world you get just raked yeah like so speak speaking the truth about certain things sharing the light of truth it does it does attract some attention. Some of it is yeah, not good. Huge attention. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I, I never, until you just said that, reading that, I never, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. But therein, good to do it down. But there, no, but therein lies the fear. That, that's the root uh, of the fear of taking that light and putting it under something because we, while we like the light, we don't want to attract attention. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, the, the fear of attracting the unwanted makes people put their light under the bushel, under a blanket, right? Right. 
you are so afraid to go out there and, and say, this is who I am, this is my light. Instead, we go down underneath the, the bushel, right? Right. Um, yeah, and it, it is scary. I mean, there's no question. There's times where do you speak up or do you just act in a manner that is contrary to the world? Is that light that you have, is your faith meant to be so personal that no one else sees it? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. Um, and, and that's an excuse. I hear people say, well, my faith is very personal to me. Yeah, well, well, I, I know. I, right? But, and, and that can be true. I, I'm not saying that's not true. That's not an indictment. There's parts of my faith that are very personal to me. But if you don't share that faith, it's dead, I think. You, let me tell you this. You just you just said something that's very crucial. If you don't share, it's all about sharing. It's about giving it out. The more you share, the more you get. The more you share, even though you feel it's personal, the more it becomes alive. And I think this is the missing link for me when I'm speaking with and with people uh, and sharing these stories and facilitating some of this conversation about our faith. I understand when people say it's personal, but then what is your and my responsibility in helping people shine that light without being afraid or without saying, oh, it's personal, so I can't hold it. It's a, in fact, I consider it as a blank check. You know, so if you don't make it to somebody, it won't help. <laughs> right. So, so, so how, how do we help? I don't know. But I think, I think these two statements that Mark puts together are not disconnected, though, because the next thing Jesus says is, hey, listen up. You need to hear this. The measure, you me- the measure by which you measure will be measured back to you. And, mm. and, and I think what, what this is alluding to is what he just said before, that what you, what, you give, what you give, the life you live, and how you treat others comes back to you. Um, and this mm. goes to your, one of your main missions, John, is, to, is this joyful life, this living a joyful yes. life. Um, um, and, and you know, as well as I do that we have met people in our lives who they, they have so little faith in anything other than themselves. And it seems like life just keeps rolling back on them over and over and over again. Um, and I think that's what Jesus is alluding to here. If you don't have, if you're just giving a tiny little bit, eventually you're going to lose that even that little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it takes me back to today we are celebrating St. John Bosco. Yes. The Feast of Don Bosco. And uh, if you look at his story, when he started, uh, uh, you know, trying to gather boys together and trying to be the light for the young people and uh, trying to help as many young kids as possible, he attracted so many people within and outside the church and some of them were trying to stop him, you know? Well, and, and he attracted young boys. Young with, boys. I mean, well, his, the boys he, he, he brought. Did I lose you? I was. Yeah. No, I didn't even know we were disconnected. I was like, go ahead. <laughs> That's how I feel when you lose me. Yeah. I had to call again. <laughs> what, wait a minute, what, I, what was I saying when, when you dropped? <laughs> you said, uh, you know, he attracted young boys. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, let me back up. 
let me back up to that. Okay. So uh, you had just said something about John Bosco and I was starting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we'll start from there. So, so John, I, you know, that this is so true. Um, John Bosco, his, his gift was to give hope to young, young boys who were disenfranchised. They were homeless (laughs) and they they had no purpose. They were poor. Um, and he gave them some hope by being joyful and encouraging them to come and work with him. And he taught them skills and gave them a purpose in life. Um, but it was his approach, which was, was a joyful approach. And he get, he gave, uh, and then that came back to him. And yeah. from that, the Salesians are a beautiful order. It is, it is. And I had a chance to work with them and, uh, volunteer through the, uh, Salesian sisters and, uh, um, that was like my journey to the United States through solutions. Oh, was that is that the group that connected to your group in in Kenya? Yes, yes. Wow, I didn't know. Uh, that. We used to run these uh, uh, camps for uh, you know kids uh, at one of the Nairobi areas uh, where we just volunteered. And I remember one of the things that we the statement we used to I use I even use it today from John Bosco is that you will not win friends. You know, if you're not kind, it is not with no. blow, but it's with gentleness no. and kindness. Uh, right. And my great great grandfather, uh, you know, before he passed on in 1994 or 95, 94, said that uh, because the, most of our, our, our cousins were afraid to cross the river, he 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 lived in a weird place. You know, it's on a hillside, and then uh, to get to his house, you have to cross this huge river uh, to go to anything whether it's the the shopping center grocery stores or anything you have to cross the river and we were scared i was scared to death myself because it's huge it has force it's making noise at night and uh, like this river gonna kill some people someday (laughs) (laughs) my grandfather said my grandfather said john even with our cousins uh my great grandfather rather he said the only way you would be able to cross the river in those moments you're afraid is look around you and if you happen to see a stranger, extend a handshake, smile, be kind, and ask, and say, I'm afraid to cross the river. Will you help me? Be kind. And I remember sometime we would stay on the other side for hours until somebody comes to help you. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I, I remember those instances, my friend. You know, and and when, because we are talking about life, so I can even remember some of my older cousins who would see see us when they were because they were uh, the houses were like in a, the top of the hill, so they would see the bottom there where the river was, and they would tell if there's a person waiting to cross the river, and they would just scream and run down the hill to go to go help somebody cross the river so uh i mean sorry i'm just going all over here but it's that kindness that gentleness that helps us win over friends you know make strangers to be friends and uh, being the light means showing it off showing it coming out it might be small actions big actions Sorry, my cool. friend. That, no, no. No, you're <laughs> go- no, I was going to say, so as we wrap up this episode yes. today, I was going to extend to you an opportunity, and you kind of did that already. So give, a, give the listeners maybe, what's a couple things that you think are very practical things that we can do um, so that our, our, our lamp 
the lamp of our life doesn't go under a bushel. If you don't want to let the lamp go under a bushel. Number one, I think if in the family setting, that's where it all begins. Charity begins at home. At home. That's where it begins. You look around. You know, how is, do you relate with your, with your family, with your extended family? How do we treat our elderly? How do we treat our children? Do, are we kind to one another? Because that's, that's where the light should shine most. Because it's close. If you're in a house, the light is close inside the house, inside the home. And then you extend outside. Do you, you know, show a sense of gratitude, you know? To, to the people that you work with, to the colleagues, appreciate them. Let them know that uh, uh, you know what they do is important and matters to you. And I think words can mean a lot. Words like pins, you know, you know those little pins that can can really cause harm. Um, I think your words, your actions, those little actions can be very meaningful. But it starts in a home, family, work, and everywhere else that you go. I think that's my, my take. What about you, my friend? Well, I was going to say, I'm going to piggyback on one thing. I would say work to even show gratitude for the faults, faults of the people that you work with and who are around. Mm. Because, and, here, and here's why. And, and I certainly struggle with this. I, I don't know if you're like this, but like I'm kind of a perfectionist. Like I, I, I really, I, whenever I do something, I like to do it well. And I appreciate excellence in other people. But I also make lots of mistakes and screw up. Like I'm, I'm, all, I'm making mistakes all the time. But I think showing gratitude for those times in which people around you aren't perfect helps them appreciate that you empathize with their human, the, the, the human struggles they have. And it gives you an opportunity to be merciful and generous. Yeah, that's right. It's very easy to compliment people when they, when they do things well. But to take a minute right. and say, you know, when you take a minute and say, you know what? Um, wow, that was rough. You, you, you obviously didn't really mean for that to happen. That It's going to be okay. Let's see what we can do with this and maybe we can make this right. You know, so, and I say, be, be gracious and have gratitude for even the faults Yes, yes. That your friends have. Because then that helps you become more merciful and patient and loving and kind. Those are opportunities for you to grow as well. So that would be my take. So awesome. Anyway, Thank that's you. That's a great you. episode today, John. Um, yeah, I appreciate I'll tell you it. what. Um, how about I send us off in prayer and uh, we'll take it from there. One more quick thing. Yeah. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yes. Do not put off till tomorrow the good that you can do today. Do not put off the good till tomorrow that you can do today. Do good now. Thank you. Good now. Awesome. That's a great ending. So I tell you what, let's go old school today. Let's, let's just end with the hymn of Our Lady. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And it was a pleasure to speak with you. And until next time, to our dear listeners, this is Village Catholic Conversations. We'll speak again soon. Awesome. Have a great day, John. Have a great day. Bye.